Hey everybody, welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. We are the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. I'm John, thank you so much for joining us today. We have a wonderful show for you today. Um, unfortunately, Star Wars news is light, as uh, tends to happen. What? When, you don't say. When think, Yeah, even the rumor mill is light. Uh, I think one of the recent official Star Wars shows, or this week in Star Wars, whatever, they were like, showing cookie recipes. I don't know what they were doing. But because <laughs> because of that, we are changing things up a little bit today and doing something we've done uh, in the past where it's going to be all about you driving us to talk about stuff. And what we mean by that is we're opening up Ask the Resistance where we're featuring pretty much the entire episode based on questions you have submitted to us. So we thank you for helping us uh, trigger up some conversations. And uh, James and Lacey are with me, uh, of course, as always. Um big power outage on the east uh east coast so i'm actually doing a bit of a uh bootleg rig here to to get the podcast going i got my camera and stuff but also i have my phone which i'm talking to uh you guys through so but we, we have to make it happen right so lacy you were out of power for a few days including no cell no phone break. service so you were yeah no breaks so you were really off the grid james you're in ohio so i think you were fine right you didn't get hit by the tropical storm no, in fact, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, it was like the the Gandalf meme. I'm like, tropical storm. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I didn't hear. I didn't even know it was coming till like the day before. Like I didn't know what the deal was with it, and then it, we just got hammered. So I still don't have internet here. I'm doing Zoom through the phone and got the camera going on. But um, Lacey, you're back up and running full, right? Yeah. So I lost power around like two thirty, three o'clock a couple days ago and i lost power a little under 24 hours so like i went through a whole day we went to the store we got a ton of ice we were one of those people that like got a bunch of ice then came home i put all the ice in the gallon sized bags and like filled my fridge with ice powdered milk well what else did i Canned get i got goods. bread and peanut butter and apples and oranges and bananas we got instant coffee, and then the power came on less than 24 hours later. So now I have all this stuff. You're going to sell it? Gonna, how about we do a giveaway? Well, if you, we re- should. If you retweet this episode, Lacey's going to give you all of her extra groceries. If uh, you want the instant coffee. Although it's good. It's Starbucks yeah. coffee, so it's yeah. legit. But yeah, it was just funny. Well, not funny. I feel bad. But our power came back on, and the street next to us doesn't have it, and the street behind us doesn't have it, and the street to the right and left of us also don't have it. So our street has power, and everybody around us has generators running. So it's like a constant like, eh, like yeah. noise mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. So comment on the episode. That's warp door with <laughs> with I want the coffee. If you want Lacey to send you her instant coffee. <laughs> uh, or if you're not watching us on YouTube, you can hit us up on Twitter saying, I want the send coffee. Send some bananas in the mail too, you know, just... And then people will, will retweet anytime anyone tweets us with, I want the coffee. And people will be like, why are they doing this? And then they're going to have to check out the show. That's how it works around here. Maybe um, I can do one of those like really cool social media coffees that everybody a- makes with the instant coffee. And then you put some sugar in it and you whip it and it gets all fluffy. Right. You whip coffee? Well, it's called the Del Noga. It's like you take the instant coffee, you put sugar in it, and you whip it, and it gets like really big like a meringue. Mm -hmm. And then you're supposed to put it over ice or something. Sounds like dying. That's another thing. 
that's another thing about warp tour is like everybody's starting their own like clothing line or whatever like shirt company or something and then like if you get deep enough like everybody's starting their own coffee company (laughs) (laughs) it's like podcast i love coffee Mm. i'm pretty sure my singer or maybe my bassist has a coffee company or is associated with coffee that he sells in chicago i bet it's coffee 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 i bet it's crap I don't know. Apparently, the Under Oath guitarist Coffee is like legit, though. Does he swear coffee, on that? Coffee sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Do, do what? Does he swear by his coffee? Yes, Under Oath. Yeah. I get it. Um, do you guys have before we uh, get into this? Do you guys have any traditions for when you lose power? Do you have like board games you play, or do you have like candles, or you read books, anything like that? For once, my candle obsession came in handy. Hmm. What kind of uh, candles are we working with? Well, you know, I've got a lot of scented, but you don't want to go too crazy with the scented because then you're going to be like overpowered. Mm-hmm. I have the Ikea white candles that I use. Oh, okay. All right. James? I actually, I get, <laughs> I get mad for the wrong reason because I'm always like, stop buying physical media everybody like i don't know if you if any listeners know that about me yeah. but i'm like stop buying physical media it's dumb like it, this is the future you're going to be able to keep the content and blah 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 and all this other stuff and one of the biggest argument i always get back is but what about when the internet is out and i'm like it's it's a non answer that never happens and, and then, then on the oh. we, i know but it's like it's not like a oh man forget all my digital media it's more like okay for this one week when there's a natural disaster (laughs) you know like james you could be like maybe that's the situation we're not talking about that when i'm talking about buying it on digital versus like a physical copy but sure but but everybody holds that against me they're like oh man remember when you said you you can just watch solo anytime you want no you can't because you don't have the thing what voice is that because john and i both said that it's everybody (laughs) it's you guys so then you're right physical me no you're wrong you're wrong because it you you don't you don't need it during the week. It, that James having saying James, you're not going to live a lifestyle buy, based on the one week where you have a natural James, disaster. When you buy is a crazy. When you buy a Star Wars movie on Blu-ray or 4K, it comes with a free digital copy. So it's the same price too. So why wouldn't you buy? No, it's not. It's more expensive. Get out of here. Okay. Well, what anyway, do you mean, back get to out this. of here. It's literally more expensive to buy. Not if you buy the regular copies. Blu-ray. All right, well, back to the storm. So I had my iPad because, like John, they didn't really make a big deal about the storm. They're like, oh, it might be a little windy, NBD. And then everything went out. And I was like, well, you know, I have my iPad. I got some movies on there. The only movie I had was The Force Awakens. Oh, really? Did you watch it? Matt refused to watch it. Hmm. Absolutely not. And I was like, but it's all we have. He's like, I'd rather sit here in the dark in silence then watch that i'm very upset at both of you actually why because no one has mentioned anything about my new hat <sighs> yeah no one mentioned about it but i posted on our instagram page but it's, at yeah the, it's been around the for a long time not everyone follows like. us on instagram it's a podcast debut of the new brand is this your first time wearing gary no i've worn gary before. oh okay and I did a rumor review with Gary too. 
But yeah, here's the front, the logo, and then the new back. My hair is like a mess, but the new back has the resistance broadcast. So my high school varsity, the Rebels hat is not, I didn't destroy it. It's not like uh, Kylo Ren didn't disappear. It's, uh, it will be back, but. Uh, that was a low blow. Hey, John, where can people get that hat? They can't. That's, that's the beautiful part. <laughs> it's like I'm only saying that because you've been saying that to James for probably like a year, so it's about yeah. time. Yeah. Well, it's funny. James took photos. <laughs> me and Le- I, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna say this. Lacey's like, "Can you guys send me photos of you wearing our merch so we can um, use it to promote them?" And James sent uh, him in the solo red sweatshirt, which you can't buy anymore, and then him in his solo gold sweatshirt, which literally no one else on earth has. <laughs> so, and I'm really- sitting there like, "Is this a joke?" Yeah, but anyway, that was funny. But well, yeah, well, it goes even deeper though because literally every other shirt that I have of ours is one we don't sell anymore. Gone. Yeah. So every single picture that I have but of me in one of our shirts is not available anymore. Gary the so. Porg is available. At oh, Smith. I have Kylo Ren on. Supreme Leader, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. I got my celebration shirt. So let's get into it now. We're going to do a little bit of uh, a full slate of Ask the Resistance. We are going to split it up, um, and in the middle of it, we're going to get into the Patreon Padres. But you guys ready for some questions? Yeah, let's yeah. go. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Do you want me to just read all of them? Or do you want to take turns? What do you want to do? John, shouldn't we have figured that out before the episode? Yes, you can read (laughs) them. You just read them. I think they like a little bit of the candidness. We're not a scripted show. This isn't WWE Raw here, folks. All right. First question is from... I'm taking you out. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, brother. That's my line. Oh. Um... Alex Zukas at Zubaka, uh, I believe Alex is a commander on uh, Patreon too. What's up, Alex? Uh, he asked, could we possibly see Cal Kestis in live action? Uh, that is from Jedi Fallen Order. Um, if yes, where would you? Where would your first guess be? Um, so Cameron Monaghan, um, I know Lacey and I saw him at the premiere for The Rise of Skywalker, sweet brag. Um, the the game was a big success, right? They're making a second one. Uh, I could see him popping up somewhere. So, uh, Lacey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to you here. Do you think uh, he can make his transition from video game to um, live action? I think he totally could, but I'm blanking on the timeline, guys. I've said this before. I'm so bad of where things fall. So where does this fall? Oh, it's between. So it's after between. It's after Order sixty six and before the Galactic Civil War, before New Hope. So it's in that chunk of time between three and four. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And so I think he closer, could show closer up to three. Cassian, right? Do what? He could show up for the Cassian show. Here, here, here's the thing. If, if, as far as we know, as far as showing up in live action, the only real possibility is going to be in the TV shows. He's either going to show up in Obi-Wan or he's going to show up in Cassian. Cause I mean, he could show up in Mandalorian, but I feel like it's out well, of his age range at that point. A different product, but yeah. And it's gotta be in that range. I'd like yeah, to yeah. see him in Cassian personally. Cause I think him and Cassian would have a cool interaction. Or it'd be cool, like, imagine they, for some reason, go to Jeddah and they show him meeting up with, uh, what's his name? Our boy Chirrut or something. Oh, that would oh. be cool. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Sorry, I, I just, this is yeah, kind but, of a talking it out as we go here. No, but well, I, I yeah. think Cassian is definitely the where we're going to be cool. Yeah, th- these are like mini discussions, I think, yeah. instead of more of an ask the resistance. But but I I think Cassian's cool. I think it also makes sense with with Obi Wan too, because I think that's more realistically the timeline, and it's kind of more of a force centric show. But also, I, I just I don't think he's going to show up in live action ever. I think they're just going to keep him. That character is, is what it is. What a waste. I think he will cross over to other things like books or comics maybe, uh, you know, potentially other video games if they do something in, in that range or whatever. I don't know. I think he will eventually show up, but um, but I don't think we're going to get another live action like Jedi running around. Um, the, only, the only thing that I think would be possible in, in my personal opinion is if he shows up as part of the Obi-Wan series. But I feel like we would know that. Well, imagine like if they change um, leadership or whatever, and they're just like, whoever comes in, they're like, how has this not been done yet? We're doing a Vader series. And that he gets in that way. Um, post Revenge of the Sith era, hunting down Jedi sort of thing. Um, yeah, they want to do like the... Well, we'll get to this question maybe no, later. No, like yeah. the the dark side show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. But I do like Cameron Monaghan. And, you know, at Celebration, at his panel, he he seems like, again, the, what we love on this show, those people who really love being involved and being a part of Star Wars. And he seems very knowledgeable. He really got into his character and the lore of Star Wars mm-hmm. and stuff. So I would love to see it for that reason, too. I also am a Shameless fan. I thought he was great on that show. Uh, so it, it'd be cool. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um uh, who knows? All right. Uh, next one. John Reese at John S. Reese. What is up, General Beard? Um, he said, when Make Solo 2 eventually happens, love it. Love it. How many seasons would you want? And do you have any thoughts on overall season storylines? So, James, I'll start with you on this one. Ooh, I don't know. Um, let's call it four. I think Rebels like had a a nice solid four i think you know um i don't know avatar just did or not just did but like i just watched avatar they had three seasons and i was like oh you know that's that's pretty solid too Mm -hmm. um you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with three i'm gonna go three seasons i'm gonna change three seasons of solo um yeah so i think you i think you treat it like a like a trilogy and you do season one everything that was great. That was season one. Boom. And then it gets renewed. You're like, cool. We were doing two more. Season two ends on a bad cliffhanger. Season three rounds out the whole thing. All right. I think that would be good. Lacey, what do you think? My first reaction would be three because that's what we've kind of expected with Star Wars movies is that there's been three, but I'm going to say five. Five? Bunch yeah, of, go for give it. Give me a bunch of solo. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, the average television show could go five I'm watching or six Lucifer or seven right seasons. now. Yeah, and they have yeah. season five coming out. And so far, it's been like season one's great, season two is super strong, season three was like, eh. And then I'm getting into season four and it's starting to be good again. And then season five, the trailer looks amazing. So I'm like going by that kind of formula of I think you have enough stories to tell that you could have five seasons. And I think once you kind of explore the characters that we've seen so far and then grow beyond those characters and have those people move on, 
you can just keep going. So that's why I'm saying five. Right on. I love that. I was thinking two. Um, <laughs> and no, and Wait, you know, didn't you create a song? I did, but I think that's why I'm the lowest because I just want it so bad that I'm not getting like, I don't want to say you guys are being greedy for it, but. Oh, I am. Because I would even think they may even say, we're just going to do a one season miniseries and just bang out eight episodes and, and go on these adventures. Like that would be one thing. Yeah, so, yeah, but usually a lot of these shows off the bat are greenlit with two seasons. Um, so maybe they just do that and fulfill that. And that's your, you know, eight more hours of Han Solo and Chewie right there with all these other characters. But um, yeah, Netflix always does two seasons of their shows. I yeah. ha- My friend uh, works directly with Netflix for licensing for kids shows. And they always, no matter what, even if the show does terribly, they always usually do two seasons. Yeah. Cause it makes it look successful. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, a lot of shows have those, you know, season one, uh, you know, setting things up and then there's a cliffhanger a at the end. And yeah, yeah. They, they at least try to give them a swan song. Uh, this way they could be like, look, well, you're probably not getting renewed. So wrap up your story in season two. Because <laughs> right. nothing's worse than a show that you're kind of like even a little bit and you never just get there's no ending. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. There was I, I, there was one the year of, C- of TV where I watched all these shows and I was like, oh, these are pretty good. And every single one of them got canceled. Mm-hmm. Like, that happened to oh. me too with the show The Event on NBC. I was like, this, this should be cool. It was, there was one show that was like kind of a, it was a show that was based off of the Once Upon a Time show on ABC. It was like specifically Alice in Wonderland. That yeah. was pretty good and that got canceled. <laughs> and then there was another show where this girl was like, had tell telepathic powers, but it was like with a really hot cop. They canceled that. How, like, how did she not? How did she not see that coming? Well, it was a young girl. Like, it was like a little girl. No, I don't get she it. What are pa- you saying? Powers. She's telepathic. How did she not see the cancellation coming? Oh, um, how you doing? Yeah, the, these all <laughs> these all sounds like when you go see a movie and they have like fake TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true (laughs) the best is that i would write like reviews about these shows for a website and so every show i was reviewing for this website got canceled and i was like is it me am i the kiss of death that these shows i was gonna say too quickly before we move on to the next one um i think that uh i think that disney probably has a better handling now on like how often a show should run before they before it like gets canceled you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're too cautious about Star Wars. They're like, they're like, no, you get three seasons, tell a story in three seasons, the show's done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think they're going to re- let anything run and let people be like, Mandalorian was awesome until like pff, season six. And then it was like, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you know? All the main- I don't think they want that. They'd rather tell wider stories that because a lot of times with those shows the the main creators or lead writers leave um for better opportunities or whatever or mm-hmm. or like the head writers get to show run their own show and they leave after the that's, third season and that's that, always what it is yeah you know exactly when it happens too i have yeah. lose for i was like what is this clunky writing so and imagine like all the writers mando jumped. season six and like favreau's not there anymore and stuff they're like what are we doing yeah yeah 
Well, I mean, it's weird to think to think like that is kind of what happens like with Rebels, for instance. So they like instead of letting it run until it eventually got canceled, they said, no, we're doing four seasons. This is a show. Yeah. And now it has like a legacy from there. They're like, well, we don't have to. I mean, that was what it was, and now it has its place. We're not going to continue to do Rebels. We're going to continue with another show that's similar to Rebels, or we're going to bring the Rebels characters into another show that's The Mandalorian or whatever. Which will be interesting if they do that follow-up to Rebels, which I think everyone under the the sun thinks is is coming, but... um, and Filoni not writing it uh, or being heavily involved in the creative process. That'll be interesting. But, um, mm. all right, moving on to the next one. Uh, oh, another uh, resistance officer, uh, Commander Jeremy at Jedi Jer underscore 86. Hope all is well, buddy. Um, he said, do you think we'll be seeing the Darksaber pass through time from hero to hero in future media in a similar way to how Anakin's lightsaber was passed along? Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, to kick it off, I, I think the dark saber is going to get destroyed, um, and I think it would be cool if it was done in the Mandalorian. But in terms of like showing how it's passed on, passed on, I, I'm not sure. So, um, Lacey, what do you think? Yeah, I don't think it's going to get passed on. I think the Mandalorian is kind of going to be the end for the dark saber. I I don't like how they kept passing down the lightsaber in the sequel trilogy i get why they brought it in for ray to get started i have said this before i'll say it again i really wish she had her own lightsaber through the rest of the series i don't think she needed it to be anakin or luke's lightsaber to help her fight i think it should have been her own um so i'm hoping they don't do this because i don't think it's necessary i think once the story's been told it can just kind of stay with who it's with yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because Mandalorians are definitely a lot different in the Mandalorian than they were during the Clone Wars. Uh, they got this whole new creed, and this is the way. They don't reveal themselves. Is the Darksaber even important anymore to what the Mandalorians are today? James, what's uh, what's your take on this? You're, you're the biggest Clone Wars fan of us. You like Mandalorian culture more than anyone here. So what uh, what do you think is going on? Yeah, so I I mean I think that's a that's a fair point that the Mandalorians are kind of changing what they are or whatever. Um but I I I think no way they get rid of that thing. No way because the the dark saber was created in in a time period where we we don't even know. Like we don't even know, but it's it's like old 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 like old republic sort of like it's Tar Vizsla, and he was the first person who was <clears throat> Jedi and Mandalorian b- both, mm-hmm. and he created mm-hmm. this weapon, and it has been the symbol of Mandalore for so long that whoever owns it rules Mandalore and stuff, and it's like, it's it's just, uh, it's such an ancient weapon that we look at it like, oh, it's been around for, you know, like 30 years or whatever, and it'll probably get destroyed. I'm like, nah, man, that thing, this is just a small segment of time that saber is going to be something that they could, they could carry through for the next like thousand years if they wanted to, because it's already survived a thousand years. I, I'm assuming, I don't know. We don't know the time frame, but I think that's such a legendary weapon of Mandalore to destroy it in the show would be like kind of crazy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But then again, 
I don't know. Well, I'll I'll, I'll bring it up later. But I was, they they blew up Maz's castle too. <laughs> right, right. Um, so. Which stood for a thousand years, right? Something like that. She's had it for. Uh, I think. So. I think so. Yeah. Um. All right. Next one here. Uh, the Kit Fisto Manifesto. Um, I like that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, Kit Fisto blog. Um asked uh the weekend that would have been star wars celebration is coming up don't remind us but you just did mm. and i picked the question which means i just reminded everybody sorry but anyway yeah oh you just lost the game john i lost i lost the uh the star wars like hux no the game <laughs> yeah um what do you think we could do as fans to make the weekend special anyway all right lacy what what do you think what what should we do do I really know what we're going to do? I mean, in general, probably, right? <laughs> in general, what you can do is probably enjoy some of the content that people are going to put out, uh, watch Star Wars, support small creators that weekend would be great, whether it be a podcast or a YouTuber or an artist. or I'm sure a lot of people have different products and stuff for sale. Uh, so yeah, that's a good way to celebrate. And around the time we're probably going to bring something back right yes so that's what i meant john is if i knew what was going on or not and you didn't really give me the wink so not scripted guys uh yeah we're going to bring back the virtual cantina for the weekend of celebration so we'll give you guys more details in the next week or so how you can sign up um but that's going to be a fun experience for everyone we can hang out have some drinks, talk about Star Wars, just geek out together. Um, the first two have been super, super fun. Um, so mm-hmm. I can only imagine that this one will be as well. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's, a, it's a weird situation when it comes to celebration because as soon as they say they're not doing it, all of a sudden now it feels like like us and other podcasts and other YouTube creators and stuff, all of a sudden now the weight falls on us and it's like, we'll... we'll what are we all going to do that weekend? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it's like, we need someone to organize something fun, Star Wars right. related. So I think just about everybody that weekend is probably going to do some sort of thing. That's like in lieu of celebration, we are blank. And so I think we, you know, we thought our virtual cantina is a great way for people to come and hang out and do that. So we decided on that. Um, I think at this point in time, we're, we're not even positive if we'd do anything else, but I'm sure. Cause we're still doing I'm our sure two shows that week. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure we're probably just going to in general be like a little bit more active and, and sharing things and stuff. So I, I don't know. Um, but I, I think what Lacey said right at the top is just to, celebrate the small creators because I think they're the people who is now getting celebration tossed on them. Yeah. You know, if the, if the major label isn't going to do it, then you got to go find all the indie artists. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, yeah, a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of different stuff. Um, and like Lacey said, the virtual cantina is a lot of fun and it's, it allows a lot of people to get together in one spot, which is almost like the bar is like the best part of celebration. 
Yes, and it's like uh, it's a it's a mini digital celebration. That's really what the virtual cantina is for that that vibe. So it allows people to get together, to chat, to hear stories, to nerd out. Um, so I think that'll be a good time. And then yeah, if we do think of other things that we want to do around that time, we'll let you guys know. And of course, if anybody has um, anything else going on, you know, let us know, and and uh, it'll be a good it'll be a good time. It won't be like it would have been, but we got to do what we got to do, and then. Uh, Actually, I might drop the Mandalorian season two trailer as well. Oh, that, well, that's that's huge. <laughs> that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe we could. Drop- I'm gonna let my friends <laughs> over at ABC. Yeah. Uh, get the exclusive on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we do a shirt sale or something that weekend too. I don't know, but um, yeah. we'll definitely be doing. I actually stuff. did consider that. So. Nice. Um, okay. Next, uh, Ryan Davis at Ryan Q Davis uh, said. Who wins in a lightsaber battle? Maul before he got cut in half versus Rey after the rise of Skywalker. Uh, James, do you want to go first? No. <laughs> I want to think about it. I, John, do you have an answer? Yeah, I'm going Maul. Uh, and not even it's not even close. I think he would wreck Rey in a lightsaber battle. Um because we've only seen Ray fight one person, and she lost half the fights. Um, and uh, the time she beat Kylo Ren, he was bleeding out at, at the hip. Um, and I love Ray; she's one of my favorite characters now. But pre-cut in half, Maul uh, took Qui Gon Jinn out, and he was holding his own against him and Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, so I would think him versus just one person in his prime with his regular legs. Uh, I think he could beat Ray if we're talking just lightsaber battle. And if you bring force lightning into the mix or whatever else Ray can get going on, I don't know. But I think lightsaber battle one-on-one, I'm giving it to Maul. I don't know, Lacey, what do you think? I'm going Ray. I think Ray would beat him no problem. No problem? Yeah, no problem. Oh, boy. We're going to have to have another Star Wars war. We're talking post the rise of Skywalker. So she's gone through the whole Kylo thing. She's come to terms with who she is. She's confident. She has a new lightsaber. She's ready to go. You don't know. Is it post right? Like directly after? Is it a couple years later that she's trained a little bit? It's just post. Post. So I think Mm. as. Yeah, but you're not talking about like seasoned veteran Ray. Really, I'm I think like it's supposed to be like somewhat after yeah, yeah, yeah. the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But even then, it's like We're she defeated about... Palpatine. You're talking about how she can't defeat Maul. Well, she didn't beat. She didn't fight Palpatine in a lightsaber. This is just a lightsaber duel. He's saying. I still would say Ray. Ray Skywalker would beat Maul. Just Ray. So James, you got an answer, <laughs> dude. I. Props to the question, Ryan. Like it's a good one. This is this is a good one because I I, I think I think John's right to a degree because he's got uh, a very young and very like bloodthirsty, um, skilled person who's just like th- thriving to to he only exists to kill Jedi, you know. And um, then you have someone who at you know, is currently at the height of their power. Um, they've basically defeated the dark side and the, the strongest entity in the dark side. Um, but you know, like it's a lightsaber fight 
she when she fights against Kylo, Kylo's trained, but I don't think he's trained anywhere near as much as Maul. I think <sighs> Kylo would definitely be Maul if we're going into that question. Really? No. Yes. I I think I think Maul beats Kylo. I'm actually pretty positive Maul beats Kylo. Nah. <laughs> but I'm not so sure about Ray. Healthy, I'm, healthy I'm, Kylo beat Ray. Let's not forget that. Like post training Ray too. Like if Leia didn't stop him, Ray's dead, right? Do we call that training? She ran through the woods. Yeah, but the the, the whole thing is that she's been training for a year after the Last Jedi. Under Leia's yeah. tutelage, I don't want to get into that. But yeah, it's interesting. I, it's, it's interesting. This is the ultimate like nerds at a bar arguing about fake stuff. This is what this For is. Sure. This is what it's all about. So 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 to move it along, I, I'm I'm gonna say Maul as well, and I I think I think that John is his biggest point is yeah, but it's a lightsaber battle. I think if there was something about like force or entity or having the backing of the Jedi and other things like that, then yeah, Ray Ray was able to accomplish something way bigger than Maul ever did. She blocked lightsabers with ne- her hand. What do you mean? What? Like when Kylo went to swing at her, she blocked it with the force. Like she blocked both. That's when Maul she gets blocked. her with the other half. Like ah. Yeah. Did that happen? I don't remember that happening. They both <laughs> did, did it. They they bent the blade, remember? They bent the blade? Yeah. They used the hand and the blade started going like this. Our audio listeners are like, I, great, I literally for the visual. <laughs> I know, but I literally do not know what you're talking and about. our audio I, listeners this, don't realize I keep holding up my hand like they do in yeah. the movie. They can't see it. Just watch I, it. I must watch it. have just never noticed this. When yeah. Kylo and Ray fight, they both hold the same against each other. They bend the blade. I, I assume this is on the the top of the Death Star with the waves and stuff. Yeah, is that when it happens? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'll have to watch it again. Great question, though, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Almost incited another Star Wars war. So, good on you. Um, <laughs> but uh, now we're going to uh, actually uh, hit timeout on the questions uh, to us, and we're going to send it to Lacey for our uh, next segment, Patreon Padres. Lacey, what is going on? Yeah, so there's a lot of ways that you guys can support us. You can comment, like, and subscribe on this video. You can follow us on all the different many audio apps from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to SoundCloud, etc. There's so many. Every day there's a new one that I didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. I'm sorry they don't match, but we're there. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. But there's lots of ways you can support us, including on Patreon. So if you want more content from us, from, you know, almost three to four weekly videos, which amount to like almost eight eight plus videos a month, um, <laughs> math. So, uh, <laughs> so besides that, I was like, that doesn't add up in my head as I'm saying it. <laughs> but hey, you don't come here for the math. You come here to listen to me talk about Star Wars. So. Starting at $2 a month, which I will not get into the math either. Starting there and going all the way up to our top tier, 
which are their generals. Uh, you can get all different types of access from videos and mailings and special chats on Discord and much, much more. But we want to say thank you to our generals who are top tier support. And so thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gilnar. I'm, I'm training myself, Russ. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for your support. It means so much to us. Thank you. And so the Patreon pod race, before all that rambling before this, is where our generals get to be a part of the show. We ask them a cool question, they give us an answer, and we talk about it. So this week we have General Jeremy, and we asked him, which Star Wars movie or show would you use to introduce a child to the franchise for the first time and why? Jeremy, take it away. Hey, what's going on, everybody? So this is a question that I used to debate in my head over and over when the sequel trilogy came out because I was a diehard original trilogy guy. But then after thinking about it and having a, a real young daughter at the time, I wanted her to see it in a sequential order uh, for the storyline. I'm a big storyline guy, so I was all about seeing it, you know, as it plays out. And even now, when I read a book or, or uh, you know, comics or anything i like the i like the storyline continuation of it and uh you know the uh, phantom menace has the the kid factor so i think it can connect to kids well and young anakin and seeing him uh grow as a boy and then how he grows into a man and to the dark side so i truly believe uh seeing the phantom menace first would be great to uh, introduce to the kids. So hope you're all well. General Jeremy out. Way to go, Jeremy. Awesome video on location this time. Again. <laughs> Always on location. Beep. So, <laughs> Beep. <laughs> so, John, what did you think of his answer? Uh, I, I I personally do, don't know that I would because um, I'm such a stickler for the OG stuff. Um, so John, where would you start with your son when he? I'd go. A uh, New Hope, I think. I mm-hmm. think I would go release order, the um, Pablo Hidalgo in uh, recommended way. But I, I uh, completely understand the vantage point of starting with one. So um, I, I don't think there's. A, you know, I was, it's going to sound cliche. There's not a wrong way. It's however you want to introduce it to your kids or, or how, you right. know, how you introduce it to a classroom or whatever. Um, so I think you make valid points. And I, I like that you uh, in- incorporated the fact that the way you ingest the other uh, media, you like to do it in that way, too. So everything kind of has its own flow. So um, great job, Jeremy. Uh, miss you, too, buddy. And um, we hope uh, you're doing well out there and holding it down in California. And uh, talk soon. James? Um, yeah, I mean, this question kind of comes from us just talking last Thursday, um, you know, with Steven about like what movie we would start with. And I think my answer there was Phantom Menace as well. Um, if I, if I was somehow able to like erase my brain and go back into it or whatever. Um, I will say though, I think if, if it was like, if I was, if I was showing a child, like the question implies, I'd probably go four, five, six for them. Um, and just do it release order. Um, but I think for myself, I would rather do it the way that you suggest. So, 
Um, but I don't know. It, it's a tricky question. People will debate over it for years. It's now it's so crazy because it used to be like release order or machete <laughs> order. And then it's like now it's like there's 17 different ways you could do it. Um, I, they just need to come up with more names. Like I just need to get on here and be like, well, I've contemplated the zucchini version, um, but then the the pillow version is like it's pretty good when you watch the pillow version. <laughs> you know, you sound like uh, you, well, I don't know what you sound like Trump a little bit. Not that impression. The <laughs> the the thirty four mix uh, is probably my favorite though. The pillow version. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jeremy. Great answer. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know things are crazy for you right now, but we really appreciate it. We love having you in the community. Um, I can totally understand why you'd want to start with The Phantom Menace. I mean, we talked about it with Steven last week where he was like, mm-hmm. it's the best movie ever. <laughs> like little kids, including myself, loved pod racing and all of that. I personally would probably start with A New Hope just because that's how I got into Star Wars. And I'd want to share that experience with a child if I had one. Um, the way I just said that was so weird. If the child, anyway, you have the child. You have two. No, of them. but the way I said, a child, <laughs> henceforth in the year. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded weird. Which which reminds me of Thirty Rock too. When he goes, and he's a black. Do you do you know <laughs> what? what I'm talking about? No. When Wayne Brady's on the show, uh, he refers to him as a black, and they're like, "That's so condescending." He's like, "No, that's his last name. He's part of the family. They're great." <laughs> Like, I gotta watch that show. Mind. That show is so ridiculous. It's so good. I just remember one of the things that made me laugh the hardest was the Roger. Oh yeah, Roger. Well, don't tell you now. I mean, come on. I'm well, not John, John. That's the name of her movie. That's the name. It's of the Roger. Roger. All right, I just, I'll just, I won't watch the show. I'll just hear you guys tell the jokes on. on or Star Wars. Right. You don't know what the joke is. I love that you he's don't getting know. so offended, even though it's been like, yeah. didn't it come out in like 2004? Like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. There's yeah. other shows I'm anyway. watching now that came out back then. So, all right, all right, all right. Jeremy, it's a long pandemic. Thank you so much for your support. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing it, but thank you. Back to you, John, for more watching, questions. I'm going to start watching like Matlock from season one. <laughs> I always uh, get Cagney and Lacey. Everyone always says that to me. Like Cagney and Lacey. And I'm oh, like, I, never I wasn't born in the 70s. About that. So yeah. hmm. that yeah. and Lacey Underalls from Cag- You know Matlock is the speculative Caddyshack. detective. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. <laughs> what? Matlock was a lawyer. Matlock's the speculative detective. <laughs> no, he's a lawyer. He's not a detective. Uh, it's it's a rural jerk. Oh rural my jerk. god. Right. <laughs> Enough. All right. Resuming Ask the Resistance, uh, Lord of Alderaan uh, asked us if Disney was brave enough to make a movie about the dark side of the Force, how would you like to see them go about it? Is there a certain point of view you'd like to see it from? Uh, would you like to be a? Um, would you like it to be pushed to an R uh, rating? So, uh, Lacey, why don't you kick this one off? Um, first off, you want R rated, and what do you think they're going to do if they pursued a dark side? centric movie or show so i have a little tweak of this question in the sense of is disney brave enough they've been doing the villain movies so i think they are brave enough that's what they're kind of pushing right now are they brave enough for an r-rated movie Uh, it's still disney i don't know um i guess deadpool still kind of falls under that now right because they bought 20th century fox so deadpool falls into that but 
Yeah, but they don't know what they're doing with that. Yeah, they, they really don't. Um, Would they do an R-rated? Probably not. I would like to see one. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, I'd like to see a Revan movie. I think we all would. Mm-hmm. That's who I'd go with. Sure. All right. John, what do you think? I I don't want an R-rated Star Wars. I don't like the idea that I could get my son into Star Wars and be like, but there's this other part of the storytelling that you're not allowed to watch yet. That's really important to the story and the history of the Force and the dark side of the Force, but you got to wait a few years to watch that. Um, I I think it goes against George Lucas's um, statements that it's meant for 12-year-olds and coming of age. So while it's cool and stuff and everyone wants all that, um, I don't think they'll do it. Um, but I, I, I think they will. I think eventually they'll get to a point where they're like, we still need to live in this era of the galactic civil war. Um, we need to, or at least go back to it. And they've told so many, uh, so many stories with the protagonist being on the light side or with the rebellion or resistance or whatever, that they're going to have to dip their toes into the other side a little more. Uh, so I think we are going to get that. And, you know, I would love nothing more than that, um, canon prequel series of, of Palpatine learning under under Darth Plagueis and seeing what kind of dirty deeds he gets into. I think that'd be really compelling uh, and good storytelling and, and more Sheev, even if it's not Ian McDermott, so to speak. But um, So, yeah, I think they will, but I just don't think it'll be rated R. James, what do you got on this? No, no to the rated R thing. I don't, I don't think they'd ever do that. Um, as far as, like, a, a concept for a show, uh, yeah, I'd like to see it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a writer, but I was kind of to think like, what would be a story I think I'd be interested in seeing? And I feel like, um, there's kind of an untapped market of that, like, that like gray Jedi, that like, uh, that balanced Jedi thing, uh, that, uh, a lot of people like. And so what I feel like they could do is they could have it kind of be like, uh, a lone explorer like a force explorer, someone who's out to learn the mysteries of the force and is totally open to the balance of it. So throughout this character's journey, um, he, he meets people and does good things for them. But then in turn, like he meets other people and he totally dives into the dark side and you have episodes where he, you know, finds relics of old, Sith and other ancient dark side characters. They can do that stuff. It's really cool, but then they can balance the whole thing out by having the character be a good guy as well. Maybe the show end up ultimately cultivating in him, like really falling too hard into the dark side. And then maybe coming out of that fiction that the show started with and give him a whole arc is like, yeah, balance is okay in the first season. And then like later seasons go on and he like realizes like, no man, the dark side is like really messed up and I need to, you know, have the show resolve with him being like, that's, that's bad. Stay away from it. Kind of thing. That's how I would like it. Right? Cause I don't, I don't think good. I don't think bad guys are the right minded people. <laughs> I don't, I don't like the balance in star Wars argument, but, um, but I feel like they could market it. That could be like, the gray market and they could like tell that story to people who like that type of a balanced uh force user yeah kind of thing 
Or they could just... And it could get real dark and scary. Yes. Uh, at times. <clears throat> or whoever, if anyone ends up taking over Lucas, they could just drop the hammer and be like, we're doing a Vader series. We're doing it. <laughs> and just go that route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and... Uh, all right. So next one, we have Rez at uh, Real Rez Ludub. Um, another patron. What is up, Rez? Um, do you think we will see more live action pod racing on Tatooine? Uh, I'll kick this one off. I, I don't think so. Only because, and I think I've said this on the pod before. I think that's George Lucas's thing in a very like more personal way than people think, because George Lucas is obsessed with racing and hot rods. And it was sort of his nod to like American graffiti. Um, they haven't really explored it much since, it would be a big undertaking in terms of um, the visual spectacle, even if they do use the volume and all that sort of thing. But I really think that's George's thing. And I don't know if they're going to uh, re-explore that um, on Tatooine again. Because then, especially if you do it on Tatooine again, people are going to be like, well, we saw that already in The Phantom Menace. I don't know if we need to see another pod race there. If they did it in a different setting, maybe, like a snowy thing. Um, now I'm thinking of like Mario Kart and all the different... Uh, race <laughs> sure. tracks and stuff but i yeah i mean that's just my take i don't know I, it could be off they may just they may fire it up in, in a, an upcoming thing i know they've talked about it in comics and stuff but uh i i think that's george's thing and i think they're gonna leave it there but um uh, who we got? james what do you got on this one i think you're right on that i think that they probably won't go back to pod racing on tatooine but they very well could in a in a live action setting of some sort uh i don't think they would feature but i think you you might see it or get like a couple scenes just quick clips of like you know what i mean yeah um and be like oh man it kind of has that familiar tie with star wars you know almost something to put in the trailer yeah be like oh we're gonna see pod racing again it's like yeah it's not a big focus but yeah we wanted to like get you into the show um and and lock you in a little bit so i i think I think potentially um, on another planet. And I think that could just be the the difference enough uh, to allow somebody else to want to do it, you know? Yeah. Like Qui-Gon said, malice there at it, right? Um, yeah. Uh, Lacey, what do you think? Are we going to see more pod racing on Tatooine? I wish we would, but no. I don't see that happening. I think you're completely right, John. It's like a George Lucas thing that was kind of his baby, and I... I think they would mention it, but I don't think we're going to see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only, and, it, and I just started thinking if we go to Tatooine for Solo, will they send Han out to like do a pod race or something? Like, I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's done for George. Imagine George, that was part of George's clause. He's like, I'm going to sell you Star Wars. You can't no do any Yoda, more pod no racing. pod racing. Yeah. You can't do any more pod racing. Um, all right, next one. Uh, we have two more. Uh, we'll see how we are on time for if we want to keep going. But uh, Will Skywalker at Easy Weezy Will said, if you were tasked with making Star Wars Episode Ten, which I'm assuming is going to be the future of Rey and whatever, how would you go about doing it? Um, this one is starting with you, James. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't give a lot of thought going into this. So, um, so... I don't know. I I th- I think that uh I think I've said this before maybe. So maybe that's where I'm pulling from, but I think it would be cool to do the like Ray falls Ray Ray falls and and Finn has to save her maybe. Like falls down a flight of stairs? Uh yeah. 
<laughs> the worst thing yeah. I can think of. Ray just trips yeah, him. No, Lacey's like Lacey's like the best case because she's like, wait a minute, Star Wars meets the staircase. <laughs> True crime. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hansola's back. Did do back. it. <laughs> um, Star Wars War did hit the guy in the staircase kill his wife. No, an owl did. Yeah. Staircase War. Um, an owl did. Um, well, let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that could, I think that could be interesting to to see Ray uh, be kind of the villain of sorts. But I feel like if you did do that, you lose your trio, and I feel like the trio is part of Star Wars in a pretty heavy manner. So I don't know. I, the, <laughs> I, I don't know how ten works because it feels like you have to bring back the Empire to some degree. It's like no. Yeah. Right? It's yeah, I, I I I really can't think of anything that would be very interesting. So Lacey, what do you what do you, you got what do you think? So I think So I, I agree with James. I think it's tough because you know, you think of Star Wars, you think of stormtroopers and all that other stuff and that's kind of like what everyone got excited about with the force awakens when we first saw imagery it was all the stormtroopers again even like white stormtroopers who were like stormtroopers are back what does this mean uh Mm -hmm. so it's hard to think of star wars without those very common things but i think that's kind of what could be potentially exciting is if they didn't go that direction and maybe the next trilogy starting with 10 was ray going on adventures trying to figure out what it's all about or looking for a certain item or something like that kind of like more of a lord of the rings indiana jones style type trilogy where she's looking for something that could potentially cause damage and not necessarily an army itself but then again you get into that okay but then what is the star war of star wars like what is the war um yeah no it's tricky but i think you're gonna definitely have ray who's trained master jedi or whatever that is we don't know if that's a jedi or not and then i think finn would be force sensitive i liked the idea you came up with john where poe dameron dies because then it kind of drives the story forward of they've lost someone so that now they need to move forward and i think <laughs> someone like a a jana could really take that spot in the trio sure and make it a little different than what we've seen in the other movies which have been two guys and a girl it could be two girls and finn going on an adventure mm-hmm. um i think that could be cool i like both your ideas um i think ray turning to the dark side's dangerous because it could negate i you know, i'm all the jedi and ray was the one who didn't turn and she became the skywalker by rejecting the darkness like ray, ray's already done her flirting with the darkness so i think it'd be interesting it'd be it'd be it'd be tough sell for me personally i think it's, i still think it's a good idea for me personally it'd be a tough yeah sell. that's like saying luke's done his flirting with the darkness yeah um but yeah Lacey, i do like what you say about um just kind of scrubbing out the temptation for the fan service of white stormtroopers and tie fighters that sort of thing you can maintain your fan service by keeping r2 around chewy the falcon um all those mainstays even 3po uh whether you need someone else in the suit if anthony daniels wants to retire um, little force ghost visits from people we know, but also sure. maybe incorporating this guy who's going to be like adult by maybe that point, 
Baby Yoda's mm-hmm. going to be around, right? And let, uh, they're not going to mm-hmm. kill him in The Mandalorian. Maybe bring in other people we've seen uh, around new shows they're making and, and not do a, a Marvel Avengers thing, but it would make sense for like Baby Yoda to be around during that time. And maybe there's a new uh, Sith uprising who uh, there's a Sith awakening. Like there's so many things you can do. Um, and I think we're going to see it eventually. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I, 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 but whatever Boyega says is whatever he says, and that's fine. But I think he will come back. I, I, I'm, I'm believing Oscar Isaac that uh, I don't think he'll come back. So if he does, I do think they're going to kill him off. But what's good about that? I think that, John needed a break. I think. That's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and what, um, like I think Larry Kazan always said, just something. If you, if you sacrifice somebody early on, it can make you uneasy about the fate of everyone else. Like, well, if that person dies, then none of these people are safe. Right. And that's what right. they, they kind of wanted to do with Han Solo in the original trilogy, um, Harrison Ford and Kazan, and George Lucas was like, nope. <laughs> so, right, um, right. But yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, but do you guys do you guys think, like, I know we're removed from it about eight months now. Do you have... And when we left 9, I think we all kind of thought we'd see them again. Do, have you changed on that at all? Or do you think we'll eventually see Daisy back and... and the evergreen characters they're disney stuff they're gonna bring them back i mean you've gotten how many toy stories now four (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna bring back and daisy hasn't talked about it like the other two guys have she's kind of kept quiet i again i think john is very in the public eye when it comes to social media i think he's gotten a lot of harassment and a lot of craziness oh definitely. i think he wanted a break so his break is saying nope i'm good yeah, for now yeah, because yeah. then those people won't keep asking him because he's <clears throat> answered the question even if the chance comes up later that he will do it yeah james you think uh, you changed it all on that do you think they're gonna be coming back or no i it depends on if lucasfilm can screw their head back on <laughs> oh, 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 oh. spicy baney i has reared well, his I, head. If, Cilantro. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I could answer the question of like, do I think Tony Stark is gonna come back more than I could answer the question of of three actors returning to Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know? Um and it's just it's it's so crazy to me um that it doesn't have anything to do with the story. It has just so much to do with we just don't know what they're thinking and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's like the notebook. You, Lacey, what do you want? You, I, yeah, Lacey, you said it you recently. Want? You're like, um, I don't know. The, the things that you absolutely think are guaranteeing going to happen don't. And the things that you're like, they'll never do that do. Yep. So it's like, it's such a, it's such a weird thing where you're like, it seems obvious to bring these people back. But then I don't know if they will or not, you know, and it also in a weird way, it seems like stupid to bring them back because you just you just that's it. Episodes one through nine now do other stuff. But then they could be like, we're going back to what made much money. You know, it's like I I don't know what makes sense anymore. I can't make heads or tails of what's up and down. So Mm. um, I, I literally just I can't say I don't know. I don't know if they'll do that. Yeah, it'll be. It's gonna be up to what these next slate of films do. 
if they can live on their own and be away from the episodic stuff and make a billion dollars, then maybe not. But if they sputter a bit and people are like, nope, Star Wars is this to me. They're going to be like, you're coming back, everybody. <laughs> Full bore. Stormtroopers, everybody. We're all coming back. Palpatine um, is back again. Yeah. And how old am I that I still do this with the phone? That's how you know how old you are. Yeah. You do that. <laughs> um, all right. Last question, I believe, for us this time. Uh, thanks, everybody, who has sent in questions. You guys sent a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to stockpile these and, and use them for future episodes and stuff. So we thank you. Um, Lando's Lounge has asked us, Guests who visit Universal can travel from Diag- Diagon-, Diagon Diagon Alley, Alley. Uh, to Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Oh, jeez, I'm <laughs> big Diagon Potter Diagon Alley fan. and Hogsmeade. Hogs and Hogs- <laughs> Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade. Using two different locations. If Disney were to make another location for guests to visit besides Black Spire, what would your what would your dream location be? A uh, familiar one or a brand new one? So, Lacey, you, you start off on this one. Um, even though you and I have not been to Galaxy's Edge yet, uh, where, where would you like to see them expand Galaxy's Edge? Do you want a familiar place that we know, a new place, and uh, that people can like travel to? So I haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. It's it's really upsetting, um, and I'm gonna get yelled at for saying this, but from what I see in pictures and experiences. Harry Potter World crushes Galaxy's Edge in both appearance and experience. Um, because you're you get to go to those locations that are in the books and in the movies that all these certain moments happen and you're standing in that spot. You're yeah. in the bank. You're in, you know, the three broomsticks. You're in all these places and you get to be in the Weasley Brothers sweet shop and all these things that when you're reading the book, you get to picture it in your mind and then you're actually there. And that's where I think this is kind of a little bit of a tangent. Disney failed with Galaxy's Edge because you don't get to go to a place that you know of unless you've read those side books and comics and stuff. Um, So I would hope that if they were to expand the park, it would be somewhere that we've seen. I would love for it to be Maz's castle. I think that would be so cool. Um, I really would love Coruscant, but obviously you can't do that because it's a whole planet that's a city. Um, so it's kind of like you think logically of like what could what could they build? And that would be, you know, an Ewok treehouse village would be cool or something like that. Like I don't think they'd take you to Hoth or to in the middle of the desert. So I think yeah. the coolest locations would be ones that are lush and, and ones that photograph well, which would be a Takadana or Ewok Village. Lacey, would you like it if they just did Jabba's Palace? That would actually be really cool. I don't <laughs> think it would be cool in the sense of like terrible things happen there, but yeah. it would be cool to just go into as a Star Wars fan. But I'm thinking like logically of like what a park would be like with little kids and you want it to be fun. And there has to be spots for restaurants and little cutesy village like shops and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that Jabba's Palace has spots for those. Nope. They would have a killer band though. though, That they (laughs) pit would kill you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) All right. James, you have been uh, to Galaxy's Edge. You've experienced it. Did the blue milk, the green milk, all that stuff. 
if they were able to expand to it and you could travel to another place, would you want it to be somewhere familiar or another new uh, canon, you know, planet? Um, well, there's a couple things here. Number one, they are doing that. Is that confirmed? They're expanding they, it? Yeah, well, they, yeah, the Star Cruiser. Oh, the, so the Star hotel. Cruiser yeah. is an experience that is Star Wars canon beyond the park um, and being able to go to one and travel between the two. Um, but if you go to one, you don't necessarily go to the other. But if you go to the I other, you, you can do go to get hotel, to go. I hotel, though, if you're not a guest. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you go to, if you go to Batu, you can't go to this, this other one, just like how in, see he, in the question, it makes it seem like you can just travel between the two, but you have to buy tickets to both parks, but you can travel between the parks. If you have passes to both parks, right? Because one's an islands. This is like getting park hopper. Yeah. One's an islands of adventure and then one's in just universal. Correct. You have to have tickets to Universal and Islands of Adventure, but within with having tickets to both, you can ride the train that takes you from one Harry Potter world to the other. So in a way, this is like if you if you would go to Galaxy's Edge, you can't get into the Star Cruiser. But if you get into the Star Cruiser, part of your adventure is traveling to Batu. And then if you wanted to, you could leave Batu as well and you could go to the park or whatever, but I don't know why you would do that. But I mean, the hotel, you just stay in there and go. It's just a hotel. Yeah, what about, yeah, the hotel's the hotel. No, I think there's there's going to be more to it. Obviously, there's going to be like casinos and shopping and all sorts I of other stuff. I don't think in, as inside. much as you think. I think it's just like one restaurant. There's like a little bit of a training area for kids, basically babysitting and then like a store. I think of it like a cruise. Like you're... You spend the majority of your time in the Star Cruiser. There's no rides. And then, I know there's no rides. Yeah, we're talking about. There's no about, rides on a cruise. Right, but we're talking about like a park like Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley have rides and shops and restaurants and yeah. like it's a whole experience. Okay, so you're not accepting my answer. <laughs> <laughs> they they already are doing this. But besides that, um, if they were doing another park, I think, I I I agree or I disagree wholeheartedly with what you had to say, Lacey, but it's fine. I understand what you're saying. I'm very glad that they did galaxy's edge the way they did, because I don't think any particular planet in star Wars would like works. Like probably the most, the one I've heard the most is I want to go to Tatooine. I want to go to Luke's house. I want to go to Moss Eisley and go to the cantina and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't like that as much. And I'm, and I'm a little bit of a, a different, angle because i have read all the books i have read all the comics so when i do go there i go that is legit doc ondor i'm actually in his place and i do feel i feel i think even though i do love harry potter but i i think i still feel more excited to be there and see hondo and see the falcon is kind of a whatever because that's in the movies but um but, you know, to all these different places because I have read them and I have experienced them and now I'm actually there. Um, even more so than the Harry Potter ones because I guess I didn't read the books. I watched the movies, but it still feels the same. I, I know what you're saying. You know, you're in the bank. I've been in the bank. It's cool. Um, and, but I think what you're even saying is like, you know, you got to have the shops and the restaurants and the all the other stuff like that that makes it fun for families. And I'm like, that's exactly Galaxy's Edge. It's great. I love it. 
and I'm, I'm glad that it's a new experience. Um, so I don't know that that's where I'm at. So I'd probably go new experience again, like ex- either expand galaxy's edge to a whole new area or, um, or make it so that we take a light, light speed place to an, another planet. That's maybe, you know, indoors or something, you know, but it's like, uh, it's like an underground planet, but they just do it like indoors, but it's kind of cool that way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because I, I want to experience it first before I obviously give my full take on it. But I do, you know, I think there is this, even people, you know, at, at Disney and people who go to Disney who aren't diehard Star Wars fans are probably a little confused as to why they didn't do familiar stuff. And I get that. Um, so... While I think I would love Black Spire and Galaxy's Edge, I think it would make sense if they expand that section of the park where you travel to this next location to make the other location a familiar spot. But you can do it where it's a familiar spot, but a different part of that familiar spot. So it has shades of familiarity. It's like, no, this is you know, cloud city, but we're in a different building and this is, you know, so I I think they can do that where you have your original organic thing of Batu, and then you could do your familiar place too. So you get the, the both best of both worlds. So that's what, that's what I think they may do. I think they are going to expand. They have plenty of acreage, I believe still uh, under their ownership. In Cali, but in In Disney world. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hollywood studios. Yeah. But I, I'm just, I'm so upset I didn't get to go. Uh, we were supposed to go this month, but uh, not to be. Another time. Yeah. Um, and we were even thinking celebration might be canceled, but maybe we still go. I, it's yeah, like, nah. yeah, I know. Pandemic, man. Pandemic. Um, but that is, um, that's time. We had more questions, but we're up on time here. So we're going to wrap up the show. We want to thank everyone for listening and watching and being a part of the resistance Thank you all so much. Make sure, as Lacey said, you subscribe to us because we have two episodes every week and this fall, uh, t- two months away, the Mando Fan Show is coming back. Uh, so you can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, any pod app that you prefer. Make sure you do subscribe. Um, and StarWarsNewsNet.com is where you should be going for all of your Star Wars news as things start to heat up, as more projects are being announced and Mandalorian shows up. We're going to be doing full written reviews there as well. Um, uh, teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast you can get Gary the Porg uh, Supreme Leader a bunch of our other designs uh, almost all of them designed by James over there uh, from our weird imaginations in our brains um, <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com James um, Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks. Don't got a whole lot other than if you have been holding back on Instagram because, you know, you didn't know we had a TRB Instagram, uh, I'll let Lacey get to it, but she's kicking it up a notch, if you will. So What are you, Emerald uh, Lagasse? So go over there. Yeah. Kicking I don't know what I don't know who that is. Bam! Lacey? Oh, that guy? Yeah. That's the guy from Futurama, right? Kick it up a notch. All right. I don't know. People can <laughs> people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Giller, and also make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at 
the resistance broadcast and also mm -hmm. star wars newsnet at star oh, wars newsnet God. i just rocked all your my latest phone star wars news <laughs> and much more um and on our pod account we're going to be doing like behind the scenes stuff and just cool stuff so make sure you're following there and maybe exclusive giveaways right so so john came up with this idea of exclusive giveaways so yes we will be doing exclusive giveaways because he keeps bringing it up so yes make the sure word you follow us at the resistance broadcast fully spelled out for you yeah um fun story the reason why we didn't get that on twitter is character limitations we tried it was like yeah yeah didn't work out uh, like resistance broad no yeah, resistance broad. <laughs> yeah you know some people try to take out yeah. vowels of like brd cst yeah, like now nah, it's just <laughs> i mean it it was even it was even to the point where we couldn't get trb at SWNN. No, we, SWNN. I think we could have. I think we just didn't do it because we were debating the the part. But anyway. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We could change well, it. Regardless, way, that, all I, you need to know I is at SWNN <laughs> and at the resistance broadcast on Instagram. Yeah. That's all yeah. you need to know. And we're very close to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed there yet, maybe you don't always watch the show, but we have other videos that we do on the channel there too. And the virtual cantinas and stuff are available there as well if you don't make the live show. A lot of cool stuff on the channel, including the book discussions. Um, I'll be bringing back rumor reviews when there's rumors to talk about. And Lacey's going to be going through some merch because people keep sending her stuff and she has a lot of stuff. So. I buy a lot. Of, I found that the quarantine's been good for me because at like three o'clock in the morning, I'll be on eBay and no one else is on, so I win everything. <laughs> Lacey outbids herself. On I have done that before, where yeah. I've just upped my bid for. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, wait. Less people are on the internet during the quarantine. At like three in, in the, the middle of the night. Everyone's sleeping, and Lacey's oh, buying yeah. ad ads on ebay i haven't found one yet so yeah. i'm gonna put out a plea to star wars fans if you can find me an ad ad i want one so bad i can't find what, one what's our oh i'm i might have someone i kind of forgot about that some guy online was like oh that's so i i you know tweeted that i wanted one i'm like i'm still looking for one it's basically like my white whale it's the one thing i've been looking for mm -hmm. and this guy was like oh i've got 17 and i was like thanks guy <laughs> doesn't help me yeah I, mean, I keep getting people tweeting at me saying how bad do you want it and i'm like i don't know what that means i mean i want it pretty bad but i'm not sure like what kind of deal you're having me make for it yeah <laughs> you never know with people on the internet um what's our what's our word of the day for the diehards so we know that they watch the end of the show Mm. Uh, Hogsmeade. Martini. <laughs> Hogsmeade. Nobody knows how to spell that. Oh, I forgot to mention that too. Harry says diagonally. Diagonally. So yeah, diagonally. So Hogsmeade. He, Hogsmeade. If they don't spell it right, Hogsmeade. they don't spell it right. Ho Hogsmeade. 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 Tweet at us Hogsmeade to let us know you watched the end of the show. And we're gonna get out of here. Uh, enjoy your week. Stay safe. Stay safe. I can never say that. Stay safe. Stay. Stay healthy. We'll see you Thursday morning. Stay safe. Stay well. Yeah. Thursday Thursday morning, we're going to be talking about all those episode 10 and the new movies and all that stuff. Maybe Disney Plus. Look at Mulan. Who knows? We're going to talk about it. So we'll see you <laughs> on Thursday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs>